you in truth when oh my god oh my chad chad looks look who's back i know look Wearing who's back Wearing oh. his full Bronco regalia, yes. Of, of course. Well, I'm, I miss Bronco. I'm, I miss Victory Monday, guys, so I'm here for Victory Tuesday. What see. a freaking win. Am I right? Well, yeah. let's just start with you there, homeboy. Nate Jackson making his return. <clears throat> Go ahead. Chad and I chopped it up. Yeah. But uh, get your two cents in, brother. What did you see out of that big Broncos win over the Browns? All right. Well, first off, I've been uh, I've been out of town last, uh, last week with my in-laws. Okay. In-laws for an entire week. Um, we didn't, you know, so yeah, so I actually watched the game. I didn't see every play of the game. It was one of those things where I couldn't sit down and really watch the game, but I saw a majority of the game last night when I got home, I watched, uh, the rest of it and man, it's five wins in a row in the NFL. That's not easy to do. The Broncos no. are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They have a winning record. Who would have thought they're figuring out a way to win. I, I really credit Sean Payton for turning these guys around, for, for making them believe that they're going to find a way to win, for preparing them each week to win, and for controlling the pace of the game. I mean, mm. you know, I was I was the kind of guy who, you know, you heard me talk about, there's no way Sean Payton's going to just change his style of football. This guy likes to air it out. He, he likes to throw the ball. I told you. I told you. It's going to evolve, Chad. It's going to right. evolve, and he's going to find a way to put more points on the board and throw the ball a little more, I would imagine, eventually. But Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep you don't, going. You, well, you're not called an offensive genius for this, are you? I mean, you, you don't get <laughs> you that. Gotta, you got to win. the way to win. You okay. got to win. Right. That is for the me, bottom line. Agreed. And that's number one. That's all that matters to me. That's why I'm wearing my Broncos hat my Broncos uh, hoodie here because the Broncos won. They're relevant. They are probably the best story in football right now. And um, people are going to come, even though there was a ton of no shows at the game, I saw that like almost 8,000, which was kind of surprising. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm just, everybody can just be excited again. Like I said about Sean Payton, controlling the pace of the game. We, we heard him talk this, uh, this summer about how he loved to spend all week watching film and looking for a couple things to try to control the pace of the game and dictate the outcome to convey to his team. And then his team goes out and sees those things happen on game day. He's been able to do that uh, in a masterful way. I think we're in the right hands here. I think Sean Payton's going to be the coach here for a long time. And uh, I'm really happy about that. Go Broncos. <laughs> Chad. I it, I, there's there's Chad. not much to, to rebut there. I, I think, <laughs> Uh, while my I mean, it's not crazy. controversial what I just said. I mean, no, 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 no yeah. borderline boring. Yeah, but I what, 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 point... there's no controversy. They're finding a way to win. This team that was losers before now believe they can win. It's a muscle memory. And now they go out on the field. They think they're going to win the close games. And I think it's Sean Payton's messaging that's allowed them to do that. But also Russell Wilson making plays at the end of the game to not lose it for him. All right. So let's let's go back. Let's rewind to the conversation that Nate and I had during the during training camp. <laughs> We round it. I was like, Sean Payton is going to have to run the ball more than he throws the ball. And in fact, we even placed a bet. So we have to reference that at the end of the season oh. to, to see where that bet ends up. But wait, wait, wait. Time out. What's the bet? That they would that, pass more than they would run. That was that's that simple. Oh, yes. okay. Is that it, Chad? That was incredibly simple. And now, as we have evidenced over the last four or five weeks, 
the trend is going in the direction that I thought it would, that Sean Payton would recognize that this offense is going to be best. Russell Wilson is going to be best if they run the ball as frequently as they have. So 39 rushes this last game, I think only 22 passes. So that kind of ratio is going to not only win me the bet, but it's been winning the Broncos the last five games. So as much as Sean Payton wants to be a offensive genius, he also has to recognize what's going to win football games. So while the ego and the what I used to do with Drew Brees, I'm sure is still part of his personality to recognize that if Russell Wilson is willing to humble himself literally and throw for 134 yards and 94 yards and 114 yards, then this is a formula to success. If he can do it, Sean Payton can do it. And as far as Bronco country, you know, the wins are more important than the numbers right now. Well, I, I got to say this, though, DMAC. Just let me say uh, this real quick uh, because they've uh, won the turnover battle every single week over this yes. winning streak. And yeah. it's not going to be like that every week. They cannot. But it is every week somehow. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to do that every single week if they're trying to win the Super Bowl, which they clearly are. That has to be the goal <laughs> in that locker room. You're laughing for some reason. This is the hottest team in the NFL. Who's who's like, why can't they win the Super Bowl? Why not us, right? Why not us? They just beat the Chiefs. Are the Chiefs the best team in the AFC? Uh, no, I don't think so, but who they're is, good. Who is the Jags? <clears throat> uh, no, I, I I still think the Ravens are actually the best team in the AFC. Okay. But I would um, agree with that. This is the Ravens style of game. So it is. Can, it is. The Ravens, you know what I mean? Like hey, with hey, a couple turnovers. Nate, if you <laughs> win giveaway takeaway, which the Broncos are winning game after game, and you don't make well, winning giveaway takeaway is not making mistakes, obviously. You got a shot. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like the, the most sustainable thing in the world, but it does work. And is Russell Wilson gonna lean into this? Hell yes. Look at the response he's getting. I'm yeah. not joking, guys. Have you seen the media mm -hmm. response to Russell Wilson over the past 48 hours? He's gonna love this attention. Every conversation is Russ's back. It was all Hackett's fault. Uh, he's the comeback player of the year because DeMar Hamlin's just not playing. So that's not going to work for DeMar Hamlin. Russ is getting so much attention. It's bonkers. Of course he's going to lean into 13 of 29 for 115 yards. One touchdown, no interception, a quarterback ranking of like 62. But who cares about that crap? It doesn't matter because they're winning. This the 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 adulation of Russell Wilson is bereft of looking at his numbers. But whatever, they're 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 winning. But I want to say this: these are the moments that are fraught with danger when you start getting this sort of celebration. Because before it was him, uh, us against the world. Nobody believes in us, but we believe. But now everybody believes. Yes. So what? So what's going to happen? Are you going to start, like I said last week, smelling your own ass, or are you going to start reading your own clippings or whatever it is? You have to stay focused. Don't listen to that praise. Don't listen to the praise of fools who are talking shit about you the last. And now all of a sudden they're, they're they like you. And now you turn to them. Oh, I like you, too. Bam! That's when you get smacked in the face. You got to stay focused. You got to not pay attention to what these folks are saying about you and still believe that the formula that exists right now for your team is the formula going forward and not start thinking, oh, I am great. I do need to cook a little more. I do need to be the Russ of old a little more and start making mistakes. That's, I think, the danger there. And Sean Payton has to keep him on task. I think, I think to your point, though, Nate, the ability for a football team to handle winning, this organization hasn't had a lot of winning. And I think Russell Wilson would be a guy who would be able to keep his head on straight in this situation. 
But for a lot of these guys who haven't experienced that, for Garrett Bowles now to be talked about, he's having an all-pro season because he blocked Garrett Miles. Miles Garrett, I'm sorry. So that those that kind of praise can bring out sometimes the worst in people. And so this receiver room, as we all know, you receivers are divas and want the ball all the time. How long can they be happy with just winning and having 134 yards of passing? How long is that room truly going to be happy with those kind of results? Because receivers view the the game through the lens of themselves. How many catches did I have? How many (laughs) yards did I have? How many touchdowns did I have? So it's inevitable that at some point that receiver room starts tapping Russ on the shoulder. Hey, man, I'm open, dude. Just throw me the ball. I know what Sean Payton's saying. I know what the game plan is. But let me try to get at least 50, 75 yards. I can't end the game with 40. I remember going to uh, Eric Decker after that Tebow year. And if you looked at Eric's and uh, DT's numbers during the Tebow's year, guys, it was pathetic. I mean, it was terrible. And look what happened when when Peyton Manning, both of their careers took off. And it was frustrating. But what are you going to do? Complain? I mean, remember when Emmanuel Sanders, when the Broncos were 3-0, and started bitching about not getting the ball? And, you know, that's when he said he was a diva. He was a Hollywood diva. And Demarius Thomas was a country diva. I don't know if you guys remember that stuff, but it was, it was ridiculous because the Broncos were undefeated at this time. I was in that locker room on Thursday and Friday as the schedule changed a little bit. And I was off from the radio gig, but I was available to be in there. Guys, you'd be a fool to be complaining about anything. And the mood in that locker room on the practice field, you can feel it. You can see it. You can hear it. These guys are fired up. It, it's remarkably different. And it's amazing that you can just feel it, see it, hear it. Um, they're they're all into what's going on. And only an, a complete idiot would try to mess with what's happening right now, Nate. A moron. It would be moronical to try to mess around with what's going on right now. Yeah, and so Jerry Judy's just biting his tongue, right? He's Bite like, your tongue, baby. Don't, don't say it. it. Also, because he had three it. targets, two catches, eleven hey, yards. I well, gotta well, put out a tweet to tell everybody no. I need the yeah. ball more. Shut up. But I he's mean, not. But, but he's not doing it, and that's a testament right. to you know the coaching staff, to his receiver coach Kerry Colbert, to everybody in there. Man, they got these guys believing that hey, look, mm-hmm. it's bigger than us. It's bigger than you as an individual. It's about what we're trying to do <laughs> together. The offensive line playing phenomenal. I, you know, and all the crap we people were talking about, Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey and stuff, these guys are playing at a really high level. Garrett yeah. Bowles as well, who's been through the fire, who's been dragged through the mud, who's been kicked, who's been spat upon. He is having a Pro Bowl season, maybe not an all-pro season, but a Pro Bowl season. And then, you know, you know, got Quinn Miners there and, and Lloyd Cushenberry, who's been kind of shat upon as well. All these guys are playing really well together and they're healthy too, which is incredible. Um, but I thought something really interesting, the very first play of the game, very first offensive play of the game. You know who the receiver was out there? It wasn't uh, Lil- Marvin, Marvin Mims? No, no, no. It was Lil' Jordan Humphrey. Oh, okay. Why? Right. Because they're establishing the run, okay? Yep. They had a heavy package, a bunch of tight ends in there, and the biggest receiver who knows how to fucking block. Lil' Jordan Humphrey got the start. Jerry Judy didn't get the start. Cortland Sutton didn't get the start. The dude who's going to lay his hat in there and make a block got the start. So they're changing the way they yeah. look at the game, and uh, and it's surprising me. And I hope it's sustainable. I think there's going to be some games where they can't win like that. Okay. They are going to have to uncork the cannon, but hopefully not often. And it's only two or three times along the road to the Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell you this. Even though it's a Tebow style approach, no doubt about it. 
Russell Wilson is a much better quarterback throwing the ball than Tim Tebow. Not a little better, much better. So when they'll when they have to do it, I think it's in much better hands. But teams will challenge them. The the other teams, they you know they get paid, they watch film, and this did happen with Tebow. Teams just adjusted around it. For example, the Broncos saw that they could run a bunch of RPO stuff. So what did Wilson have, like 11 carries, including a rushing touchdown? Mm -hmm. And the Broncos, like, have no rushing touchdowns this year, and Russell Wilson got one. And, Sean, that was really good coaching, okay? First of all, you've got to give Sean Payton in uh, this situation uh, relative to losing, it's better to win. And he did outcoach the Browns. He did. Oh, no doubt. Their game plan was way better. The, the The Broncos actually bullied the Browns into throwing the ball when the Browns didn't even want to. And even though the Browns knew the Broncos were going to run, they found areas, especially with that RPO stuff, very Tebow-like, that Russell Wilson could utilize. It was brilliant coaching, brilliant game planning. Now, Nate, to your point, they're not always going to win that coaching battle of the minds. I mean, the other guys get paid too. Some teams will figure it out. They certainly did in the Tebow time. That being said, they are playing a physical come-after-you bully beat down brand of football. I mean, this is like defining Chad, like the, the AFC, you know, North and all that sort of Steeler and Ravens and all that sort of stuff. Like that's happening now. That is their defining characteristic. Chad It's crazy. You don't win close football games by being finesse. Mm. You win close football games by being more physical and tough. So yes, to your point, that's a very Steeler esque kind of formula there. Um, so this style of play, the run-pass ratio, um, the turnovers on defense, the physical style of play, all these pieces have to meld together perfectly in order for this to, to, to be successful. You do have to turn the ball up. you got to be clean on your side of the ball. Um, and this defense, which gave up, what, 70 points to the Dolphins, has given up 80 points total in the last five games. How about that as a massive turnaround from 70 points in one game to 16, an average of 16 points the next five games. So again, we're going to talk about Sean Payton. We're going to talk about Russell Wilson. You got to give VJ some credit in there as well. Can you imagine that Monday meeting after that Dolphins game, standing in front of that room and trying to keep the spirits buoyed and try to keep that room together? What, what did you say? How, how did you, how did you try to even begin to approach that situation? Because it was so bad, you could, you couldn't even just say, you know what, guys, that was so awful. We're not going to watch the tape. You got to watch the tape. You got to go over that. But you got to somehow in that film session and telling the guys that we are good and the arrow is pointing in the right direction. And now here we are five games later, and clearly the arrow is. And they have found a way to have such a massive defensive turnaround, which brought an extra level of physicality, to your point. But you can't be physical until you know your assignments, you know who you're playing with, and you're completely comfortable within the scheme. You know what's remarkable about that real quick, um, and I'll get to you, Nate, real quick, is they did win the next week after they beat the Bears. Uh, Barely beat the Bears. Remarkable comeback, actually. But then they lost two more games, Nate. So it's not like you bounced back right away, but you did stick with it, and you actually survived two more losses before you got on this five-game win streak. And I'll give a lot of credit. I think Broncos ownership has stabilized things and calmed things down. So I do think there was an impact with the owner telling these guys, nope, 
these are these are your guys. You can complain about stuff, Sean. I'm sure Sean Payton was complaining about stuff. I have no doubts about that. Hold up. But you had you're a firm say- hand. All right. So you're saying Sean Payton went upstairs and we're like, we got to fire VJ. He's out. We got to get him out of here. Uh, I have been told that those were, there were conversations like that in the building. Yep. For okay. sure. It was um, discussed. All right. Well, whatever, the, whatever. They made the right decision keeping him. And it just goes to show you sometimes the the, the biggest ass whoopings you take, uh, the most embarrassing moments you have can actually be the catalyst to making you your best self and improve and actually look at yourself in the mirror and, and get better. Um, you learn more from losing than you do from winning. And that was an, a, a really impactful loss for everybody to go back and try to figure out what they did wrong. And ever since then, like you said, they've been playing pretty darn good defense. Um, you know, I think, I think also the, the style of play on offense has allowed this offensive line to become what you were talking about, the aggressors. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start off the game with a game plan to run the ball and just attack, uh, on the ground, it allows these guys to get into attack mode. And when you're always like in shotgun, like a lot of these teams do, these offensive linemen just get teed off on. And Miles Garrett can just like feast because he knows he's not getting attacked. He gets to be the attacker. Well, when you're running the ball right off the bat and you're running at a two to one clip, then you get to be the attacker. And that makes that changes the mentality of the football game and it wears down the defense, as Chad knows, getting attacked like that, play in and play out. And so in the third and the fourth quarter, you're fucking tired. And when it is a pass play, you may not have as much juice to come up the field. So I think that the philosophy that's been employed by Sean Payton uh, and this staff has really helped this team find, find its identity and find, and be the bully. Be the bully on the block. And that's what football is about. But don't hit him too hard, right, Chad? Don't hit him too hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this, is really, this, is, this is the modern NFL. Just one more point on what Nate just said. Even yeah. the – you talked about the RPOs, uh, DMAC. Let's yeah. go back to – there was a number of trap calls that were clearly – Line of scrimmage, mm. check with me by Russell Wilson. So they incorporated trap in ways they haven't done all season long. So, again, the ability of Sean Payton to recognize we got to run the ball, but we can't just roll out the same run game every single week. They had specific trap plays in mind for this Cleveland Browns defense. Once they got the defensive space in the front that they wanted, Russell Wilson would check to it, and they were just gashing them right up the middle. Samaj P. Ryan as well, uh, emerging, and, and he's got he's been really patient. He was brought here to be the one-two punch. All of a sudden, Julio McLaughlin has a great camp, and they're like, this guy's the, the guy. He's yeah. Darren Sproles. And he just had to sit back and be patient with it. But clearly, Jaleel McLaughlin is a tell every time he goes yes. in, and they, and they were yeah. clear about that. But Samaj P. Ryan can do everything, and he's, uh, he's playing really well. I feel a little bad for Jaleel. It's not like he's done anything wrong. It's just that he doesn't fit. And you're right. It is way too much of a tell. And maybe there's a role for him, but mm, I don't think it really works right now. P. Ryan's actually perfect. He's the perfect back to mix it up with Javante Williams. And you really don't need more than two guys. Not really, if it's working well. And it's working great. Oh, well, that's the way things go. Sometimes guys fit. Sometimes guys don't fit. But you can't buck what's working. And right now, it's really working. So, Nate, I'll start with you. Is this a playoff team? Do you see a path to at least four more wins in the remaining six games? Does a bear shit in the woods? I wonder. Does um, he have a choice? Actually, you know what? Has anyone ever witnessed a bear shitting in the woods? Like, has it ever been seen? Maybe he like takes, you know, maybe he goes to the street and shits on the street. So no the one ever. Con- the, well, all right, let's break that down. The concept the- of seeing the bear in the woods initially is scary, except for maybe Chad, who seems to find kumbaya with all wild animals. 
But, but Come let's to just, me, my jungle friends. Let's play this game. You you see the bear in the woods. You don't run away because you're waiting to see it take a shit. Right. Um, yeah. that's a different brand of person that I'm gonna guess the the, the like honey, honey, hold on a second. The bear hasn't pooped yet. Wait a second. I gotta see if this is for real. Right. Some some things you just assume. But you never know. Bears just may use the facilities at a rest stop. Exactly. So so there could be a twist to this if, if some information were revealed uh, that we don't have now. But I would say the Broncos, if, yes, of course. They're, they're a playoff team. They're, they have a winning record. They got six games to go. And none of these games, to me, are very daunting. They got the Chargers twice. Um, they got the Raiders again, right? They got who, mm-hmm. who, else, do they, who else do they have? Patriots. Patriots, Patriots. Lions, Texans. Right. Those are all beatable teams. The yeah. Jags just beat the Texans in Houston. I mean, they were on a little run, but they're not unbeatable. Um, the Lions are going to be the hardest team to beat there, but the Lions are fallible too. I mean, they 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 seem just to lost be this... the, They just lost to the Packers. Exactly. Yeah. There's a Jekyll and Hyde team, and so can they keep that up? I think the Broncos, not only could they make the playoffs, they could fucking win out. and uh, Win the Super Bowl! Yeah! Yeah, why not, man? <laughs> why not? That would be a great story. All right, um, I'm excited for this week uh, to face the coach that turned down the job, D'Amico Ryans, and the <laughs> Texans, who did lose to the Jaguars, but it was a close game. And they are right there, right there with the Broncos. You know, well, they could still win their division, too. We'll see what happens with the Chiefs. That's an interesting team. I think they'll pull it out. I think they'll figure it out eventually. But the Chargers are, you know, done. And the, the Raiders, you never yeah. know. But the Broncos are the team that's rolling. You're right. There's going to be a lot of very positive attention on Russ. Can you stay calm? Can you just lean into what's been going on to make it work? And if you notice, just very slightly, guys, Russ is pushing products. He's got yeah, some- you got to be careful, yes. man. Be careful. Yeah. That. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen because that slip team. out a little bit? It's mm-hmm. his team, man. Correct. It's his team that's going to start being like, Russ, you're back. You know, this is now's the time. People are following yes. you. Drop this product because yes. you get all these. No, dude. No. He needs someone in his corner to say no. And guess what? At the end of his press conference, it wasn't a let's ride, but he did slip in a go Broncos at the end of his presser, <laughs> which he's been avoiding. But you you can tell. Just, just that Russ. I told you it's it's like the Barbie world of Russ. Like I like football Russ. I I don't like marketing Russ or salesman Russ, which is another you know Barbie aspect of Russ. And guys, I'm telling you, you can see it slipping in. So I hope there's somebody in his life, and I I hope it's Davis Webb, his quarterback coach, that's helping keeping him grounded. I think that relationship has been huge this year. I think he's had somebody who's not on his payroll but is on his side. And I, I think that that helps a lot, Chad. I would have to certainly uh, agree with that. Now, what, what the new product is, uh, is it a water? Is it a sports drink? What it's, is a, it? it's a sports drink that also features NFTs. <laughs> okay. Well, it, really? yes, if you can't explain it on the back of a napkin and corner Warren Buffett, I'm not interested in it. So, yeah, I'm not buying the Russell Wilson sports drink with NFTs. And to all our points here, yes, don't become that guy again. It's 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 fascinating that it's literally just right a step away all the time. Your desire, your team's desire to take you out of what has been successful yes. and put you back into a spot where you're not successful. Let me jump in just really very quick. If Russ really wanted to do something, he'd fire his entire marketing team and just stop. Seriously. 
for a couple of years. He would just stop. I know he he probably feels too indebted for other people's livelihoods. And and yes, he's rich. He doesn't need the money, but they need to justify their existence. And he probably feels bad about it, Chad and Nate. Um, I don't know who wants to take that on. I would Go do the it. harsh the, the harsh thing, Nate, would be just to dismiss everybody and say, I'm I'm shutting this down for a couple of years because he doesn't need it. He really doesn't. He has people on his payroll that need it, and that could lead to trouble. He doesn't need it, but you know what? Like you said, he would have to fire a lot of people and tell them that they don't get a paycheck anymore because he's not doing this anymore. And that, I just don't see him doing that. Um, maybe, though. Maybe. Maybe. You know when I want to hear him say, let's ride? You know when I want to hear him do let's fucking ride when he's holding up the Lombardi trophy? That let's would ride. be awesome. That We would all love it. That we would all love it. We would I think all he can it. do that. All Might right, well. guys. I don't know yeah. if they could beat the Niners, though, or the Eagles. That's the only thing. I don't know if they could beat those teams. Um they are so much more complete. I, I don't know though, guys, I think it's the same formula. If you can win the giveaway takeaway battle, you got a shot, man. You got a shot. And the one great thing I'll give Russell another compliment here. He's not afraid of being down in the fourth quarter. He's come from behind many times. He's yeah. experienced in that department. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that situation, well, it doesn't really matter what your numbers are. The rest of the game, you just got to make a play right then and there. So, um, I'm optimistic, too. It's a hell of a lot of more fun to talk about. And I think they can manage four more wins. They got four road games and two home games. The two home games are against the Chargers and the Patriots, both very winnable. And then you got to figure out somehow Raiders on the road, Lions on the road, Texans on the road, Chargers on the road. Chad, I think they can do it, buddy. I think they can. Well, these next three games on the road are going to be a great test. So, uh, you know, we talked about these last four, the Bills, the Vikings, the Browns. Um, and the Chiefs, that was going to be this massive test. They passed that test. Now the next test is, can you go on the road three weeks in a row and maintain this style of play? And you've put this formula out there with this run-pass ratio that's heavy run for four games. And now it only takes a defensive coordinator four games to figure you out. So we'll see if D'Amico Ryans can figure them out, if Brandon Staley can figure them out, right. Dan Campbell can figure them out based on what they've done the last five weeks. All right, real quick, because we didn't get your two cents on it yesterday. Nate, Baron Browning's hit. What'd you think? What'd you take? Where are you at with that sort of stuff? You know, I actually saw I saw the Twitter thing that Chad got into trying to explain to the Twitter world uh, what the reality of the rules are and all that. I mean, you know, the, the, the rules state that you can't launch, you can't leave both feet or one foot. Yep. That's funny because you're running, you know, you're not launching one foot's off the ground. And even actually while you're running two feet are off and off the ground. Right. So right. Um, it's a silly rule. I think Chad, what people want to hear you say is the fucking rule stupid and I don't agree with it. And, <laughs> and the NFL turning soft for it. Yeah. Um, I think the pushback you're getting is because you appear to be carrying water for a shitty rule. I'm just trying to state what the rule is. But what and do so you everyone's, think? What everyone's, do you what, think? I, I say in, in, in most of my tweets, I hated this rule when I was playing and I was sacking quarterbacks. I don't like the rule now. I'm not defending the rule. I'm explaining the rule. But somehow okay. that gets lost out there as if somehow I hate the Broncos. I hate Baron Browning. He's a dirty player. I'm carrying water for the league. I'm down for the pussification of football. I'm not down for any of that. I'm just trying to get some context as to what the rule is and what I experienced when I was sacking quarterbacks and had those conversations with the league office. That's all I'm trying to communicate. I uh, No, I think this stuff is 
terrible for the football product, but clearly the NFL doesn't give a shit because the numbers grow every single year. So the pussification or flagification of football is just something that's going to, that's inevitable. So start wrapping your minds around that football fans, whether I like it or you like it or not, this is the direction the game is going. Hey, I don't like going 25 in a school zone, but the pushback I get on that is ridiculous. I mean, they get really angry about that. I mean, but I don't like it. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, this is kind of where it's going, Nate. And I yeah, but people feel- are not millions of people are not lining up to watch you and pay tickets to watch you drive in a school zone. This is not mm-hmm. an this is not a spectator. But they're paying sport. to watch quarterbacks play. And if you keep mm-hmm. knocking quarterbacks out, there's no there's not a watchable product. So while I love physical football. Give me two great quarterbacks, even though I'm a former defender who tried to knock the shit out of quarterbacks all the time, versus a game where it's Aiden O'Connell and fucking Josh Dobbs or something. No, no, I want I want really good quarterback play. That's what I want. That's what makes the game compelling now. But the argument that you know the Tom Brady made and that I agree with is that protecting these guys actually leads to more dangerous play because guy you can't curtail the instinct in that moment baron browning's going to make that hit no matter what no matter if he gets fined or not he's going to make that hit and so the quarterback needs to protect himself better because these guys are going to continue to get knocked out because they think the refs are going to protect them they're not these guys are trained assassins they've been doing it since they were six years old it's going to take 10 12 years to cull those instincts down this is what the NFL is playing the long game here. They are fine to find Barrett Browning and, and, and suffer the fans ire, but the next generation of pass rushers are going to know I can't hit the quarterback from the nipples up. I can't hit him from nipples. the knees down. I got to hit him midways. That's how the next generation of pass rushers are going to know this. So yes, they're not playing and making these rules for today. They're for 10 years down the road from now. Here's the twist. While you certainly don't want to repeat offense like, Kareem Jackson, that's going to put your team in danger. And PJ Locke got a flag on the same sort of thing, too. At the same end, you don't want to curtail um, the aggression. You don't. Not if you're the Broncos. No, nope. can't have it both ways, my no, man. Deal with it. Deal with well, it. I think you just got to deal with it. I think yeah, you got yeah. to be okay with it. And and frankly, I am okay with it. And I bet you anything, I bet you anything, Sean Payton is, too. Oh, I absolutely. bet you anything, that's his message. Like, Baron. Keep doing it. Don't worry about it. We got you. You don't want to get suspended. You want to be smart about it. But I seriously doubt they're showing that inside of Dove Valley as if, like, that's bad. I doubt it. I bet he's getting a freaking standing ovation and praise and pats on the back. And that is that is how we're going to play football. We'll live with the consequences if the results are win after win after win. Because it's something for the other team to think about. All right, guys. Hey, man, right. fun episode. Any final thoughts here? I'll, I'll, I'll give the floor over if you got something to get off your well, chest. Well, just hey. really quick, but based on what you just said, that just shows you why it's so crazy to try to legislate out the exact approach that wins you football games mm-hmm. and that you are teaching your team to do. And it actually creates these runs like this that the Broncos are on. You are penalizing guys for doing what they're coached to do. And something's got to give. All right, guys. Best thing you're going to do today, Chad. Uh, I am going to get the stitch out of my eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? We got to get back into that tomorrow. Uh, Nate, yes. do you know the story? Did no. you? Oh, darn it. We're just. You Did know what, Chad? It? No, we'll save it for tomorrow. All right. Yep. We'll, we'll save it for tomorrow to tell the story to Nate. You can go back on the podcast that you weren't on yesterday, Nate. So I know. I'm sorry. Catch up. 
It's a great story. So you're getting your stitch out today, Chad? Yep, I am. Chad got in a fight. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow to see who he got in a fight with. All right. I'll kill you with truth. Chad's a klutz. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into the, we'll get into the story tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. We're fired up for the Broncos. They get ready for the Texans. See ya.